You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the raven too comes from the green dragon. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Shorts. I know I'm not Jeremy, but Jeremy's uh he's a little sick at the moment. He doesn't have a voice, so I have graciously, with his blessing, taken over to do a quick little episode on battle companies. Um battle companies is something I've always enjoyed playing, even way back when during the uh, the first uh edition of Battle Companies that came out, I think in the old Return of the King or the One Ring rulebook era, so going a little bit far back there. But uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about uh, today is I've been playing in a campaign uh, for Battle Companies. It's been uh, quite fun. Uh, I am playing a Rohan Battle Company, uh, kind of running out of some of the, the fun companies like um, Corsairs and Mahood and um, Wanderers in the Wild and stuff. So I'm going with a bit more of a vanilla company, but I have played them before and they're, they're quite fun. And one of the things I wanted to talk about um, today is kind of a little bit of some of the little changes that were made to battle companies, because I'm not sure how many of you out there have played uh, battle companies uh, at all um, amongst yourselves or, or amongst friends, but as, as fun as battle companies is and like recreating that feeling of playing with your own like mini fellowship or and going at it against your other you know your friends and your opponents like versions of their like mini fellowships and little little squads and stuff battle companies has this kind of awkward problem where the scaling on experience doesn't quite match up with the power level of um your heroes and what tends to happen um, is one or two heroes in a battle company or even in, in an entire campaign eventually just get so far ahead, get the right skills in the right order, and then just start to steamroll everyone else. So I wanted to, yeah, we'll go into some of the quality of, what I'm calling the quality of life changes uh, that we've implemented in our um, only league uh, that we're, we're currently playing at the moment. So the first one that I'll start with is the starting locations on the Battle Companies map. Um, I notoriously uh, roll really bad when it comes to choosing starting locations. And I always, pretty much in every single Battle Companies, I think, campaign I've played in, I think bar maybe one, I always end up in the bottom right-hand corner, far away from everything. Now. If you're not familiar with the Battle Companies campaign map, uh, there's a whole bunch of different regions that give your companies little bonuses and stuff. And, you know, some of them might give you extra influence. Others might give you a discount on horses, which I'm very familiar with, having Khan in the bottom right-hand corner. And, you know, others might give you, like, poison or woodland creature and stuff like that. Now, a lot of these uh, uh, regions are in the very center of the map. And... They're very, very contested, especially for those regions, you know, that start towards the, you know, the Gondor area or even in the uh, east towards where the Shire and stuff are, where, where all of the really powerful and really influential regions are. So what ends up happening is these players will tend to get a little bit ahead um, and will tend to really be able to snowball their lead because they have these extra bonuses, you know, in battle companies, getting an extra influence to turn is quite significant. So what we've done to combat that is you can start your battle company in any region on the map. doesn't matter um, what uh, color it is, except you can't start in a red region. So no red regions, and you have to start more than two spaces away from another player. 
So this in and of itself adds some really interesting um, dynamics about players, you know, dropping down their resources and stuff. And when you, when you, you know, end up counting out all the points in a battle company uh, and try to figure out the winner, it makes it a lot more fairer because all the players are vying and contesting all those red regions instead of having that one poor player in the bottom right having to slug through half a dozen blank neutral tiles while everyone else is getting all these cool special rules. So the next one I wanted, uh, the next kind of uh, little quality of life thing we've done is experience. Experience is huge in battle companies and it takes a long time in the current edition of the rules and how it's written to generate that experience. Getting one upgrade every five kills or every five experience points is really, really harsh. I think battle companies is the only game system I've ever played with this kind of scaling experience that has such a harsh upgrade to their experience. Now I've played uh, other games similar to Battle Companies such as Mordheim, uh, Legends of the Old West, uh, Ring a Bell, um, even um, Gorkamorka. They have what um called a scaling um, experience. So at the start you get a level up uh, and get to roll in the promotion chart um, every two experience. So you, you know, you level up at level at two experience, then four experience, then six experience, then eight. And then it starts to get a little harder. You go to 11 experience, then 14, 17, 20. And then eventually it starts to break out into those blocks of four, 24, 28, 32, 36. And then eventually you get to bigger and bigger spacings. So 41, 46 spaces of five. Eventually you go up to 57, 63, 69 spacings of six. And eventually spacings of seven, 76, 83, and 90. And what this means is once your heroes start to get powerful, it's harder for them to gain experience. And what it means is you get this nice linear curve rather than having, the, you know, after three, four games, one player explode out of the gate. And in particular, it makes it a lot more fun for players to play th these games because, you know, they're constantly getting to roll the experience. They're constantly, you know, being able to level up their heroes and stuff. And that's really important in these kinds of games to, to have that early game actually feel fun. That early part of the campaign can be so boring when you're, you know, yeah, it's two games before you really get an experience uh, or an upgrade on any one of your heroes. But when you play with this experience chart, you know, you could get two, one, maybe even two, uh, you know, rolls in the experience chart just after game one, and you don't even have to win the game. Just rocking up and getting a kill is enough. Um, so I find that very helpful. The other one we've done is warriors gain experience on every kill, not only one experience point per kill a game. So this is really important because it allows you to get more heroes, and more heroes is fun in this game. This game really shines. Battle companies really shines once everyone gets multiple heroes. Once you get, you know you know, five, six, seven heroes each and start to getting them all at different levels of experience and power, that's when the game gets fun because, you know, you're suddenly throwing these big powerful heroes at each other and it's all about micromanaging which heroes got which skill and trying to get them into the right places and doing all these really cool fun little tricks. And, and for me at least, I find it much more enjoyable knowing that, you know, that little warrior of Rohan with Bo is eventually going to, you know, become something worthwhile, you know, eventually get into that Outrider, eventually get into that Rider, Rider of Rohan. And that can, that for me completely changes my play experience playing this game, knowing that, you know, I have that scaling and it's a faster scaling to get into, get into the game. The last and probably one of the, the biggest changes I've um, 
uh, seen and tried out uh, quite successfully, I might add, to, uh, to battle companies is what we call wandering allies. So a while back, I think in the last edition of battle companies, um, we came up with this idea of having allies that you can have come into your battle company. Because one of the worst things in battle companies um, that can be really, really sucky is when you, you know that one player that just, that is, is just, they have that bullshit battle company. They just have that battle company that is just so far and beyond everyone else, like two, three hundred rating above everyone else, and they just absolutely floor you. Well, this system is designed specifically to deal with those players. All right, you've got someone in your in your group that has 200 um, rating higher, and, you know, you're, you're picking up something um, silly, like six, seven, or eight rerolls. Well, in this kind of uh, Wandering Alice, you can spend those rerolls at the start of the game to temporarily, for one game only, hire in some extra help. So, for instance, in our little chart, if you have, say, uh, three rerolls hanging around, recruit old Bilbo Baggins to your battle company, and he can, you know, help, you know, with the ring and, you know, maybe, you know, assist you getting a kill. If you've got a little bit more uh, rerolls to play with, maybe you can hire in, you know, a Wild Wild Chieftain for six rerolls, or, um, bring in Halberd of the, of the Dunedain for another five. You know, these little additions, while while they might seem powerful on paper, when you're going up against another battle company that has a big hero, that has three attacks, two wounds, you know, a, a plethora of might and all these fancy special rules, you know, throwing a White Wide Chieftain or a, or, or, an, or, or a uh, Hasharin, maybe even an Eagle or a big scary troll like Birder at them, isn't actually going to really threaten them that much it, they'll make them think and they'll make them have to um really you know think about the positioning of their heroes and stuff and actually think about how they're going to play the game and try and win the game because they still want to win they still want to get that experience but adding something powerful for them to have to deal with to help and also help you boost up your characters using these kind of big power characters like ring race and stuff like that and wizards to you know help assist get your your precious heroes kills is it's fun. It, it's it's helpful, and sometimes it's really cool when you when you're this big powerful battle company, and you got these little you know run to the little com companies, and then you suddenly your opponent goes, well, no more of that. I'm gonna s slap down you know Glorfindel on horse right in front of you, and you and you suddenly you're going ah, that's a fight seven Glorfindel. All right, suddenly you have to think about the game, and suddenly you have to you know think about you know how you're gonna approach it. Who's who's gonna tank? Glorfindel. Who's going to fight Glorfindel? Are you going to run away from him? And it, it just adds a more, you know, engaging experience for all players. I know, especially, there was one time I had a Corsair battle company that just got troves ahead of everyone else. Like, good 200 rating. And my opponents um, in this game, there was an eagle sitting on the store shelf and went, I'm bringing that. And the moment I saw that eagle hit the table, I'm like, oh, bugger this suddenly is going to become a lot more difficult. And incidentally, um, that eagle ended up killing my battle company uh, leader and putting an arm wound on it, which was pretty big. And, you know, I had, you know, four other people from who were playing battle companies in that league around the table cheering because this this one character that I had was absolutely tearing up the battle companies. It was baiting in the side of everyone else. And for them to, you know, see someone throw an eagle at me and and kill get the kill although i did kill the eagle later with my other members of my company it was a fun moment for everyone involved and i think that 
being able to make these uh, little changes, I think is going to go a long, long way to helping uh, all the players out there that love Battle Companies to make it a more enjoyable experience. Because Battle Companies is one of those things that um, when you're playing over the course of a campaign, it can get tiring, it can get, you know, bogged down and people might stop showing up because they don't have a really strong company that had some rotten luck early on. Well, this, these additions, these little changes can really go a long way to keeping people invested in for the long haul for, you know, getting those 10, you know, 12, 15 rounds of, of a campaign in. And that's where it's at. When you can have a group that's constantly coming back because you get some really cool, memorable moments out of it. Anyway, that's all from me, guys. I hope you enjoyed my little uh, rant on battle companies and uh, some of the little uh, quality of life changes that um, me and some of my friends have come up with over uh, the past few years. And uh, yeah, if any of you out there have uh, any battle companies uh, tips and tricks that you've found uh, to make your battle companies uh, experience more enjoyable or have any companies yourself that you'd like to send in and show us uh, or any stories, we would love to hear them. Uh, so just hit us up on our socials, either at Facebook or at our Gmail account, which is uh, Green Dragon Podcasts, pluralized. I know, I'm sorry. I made it a while back and the Green Dragon was already taken. Uh, so without further ado, I will leave you all to your painting and wonderful gaming uh, this evening. And uh, remember, as always, Traps Win Games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.